radical Islamists attack a Muhammad drawing contest in Texas. Is the issue really free speech or are we being played? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I do give you the libertarian perspective on everything. I always resort to my three tenets of libertarianism, fiscal conservatism, civil liberties, and just wars only, wars of defense only. So those are the three tenets of libertarianism. I apply them to all problems. I try to be objective. My principles are black and white. Uh, But what I don't do, and because of that, I don't buy into this uh, left-right fight, like at the media level, at the government level. I I recognize left-right ideology, but I don't buy into like Fox represents the right and CNN represents the left and they're pure and the Republicans are on the right and the Democrats are on the left and they're pure. I don't look at it that way like... uh, my side right or wrong in this two-party kind of uh, choice. So I don't just, like my mom, I think probably does, like just sit there and watch Fox News 24-7. I just can't do it. It's it's just too much noise, and I really want to think. You know, I can't think things through. So I try to take a step back. I try to look at the topics of the week, what I want to talk with you about, and just assess them on their merits. I look at evidence. I don't like anonymous sources. I like people whose names are attached to statements. So A, I know they really made the statements, and B, they're putting, they're going to have to defend those statements. I apply these rules to both my approach to the mainstream media and the alternative media all around. So that's part of the kind of libertarian package as I see it. But the downside of that is that I'm not always totally plugged in to the emotional charge of some issues. So when I looked at this uh, story about the shooting in Garland, Texas, I, I threw out some stuff on my Facebook page like, hey, you know, what's really going on here? And I just got an avalanche of really emotional responses. I just wasn't ready for it. So let me tell you what the what the in the nut, in a nutshell the story is, and we can have this conversation because what you hear here is not what you're hearing every place else. Uh, and you can kind of plug into that conversation if you want to go to my website monicaperezshow.com and then go on from there to the Facebook page, or you can call me. Here on the air, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. But uh, in case you, too, do not plug into the 24-7 news cycle, let me tell you what happened. Um, in Texas, in Garland, Texas, which is a small city outside Dallas, and I lived in Dallas for six years, so I'm uh, basically familiar with it. It's a really quite a small city. They had a uh, Muhammad drawing contest at a at a center um, that's owned by the Garland School District, and Muhammad to draw Muhammad is against the Muslim religion, just like certain you know idolatry and stuff like that is against the Judeo Christian religion, and uh, you know you understand how that operates, but of course uh, you don't 
you don't have to abide by it by law. And if you're not a Muslim, it's not even a sin for you. So and this was she rented this place out. This uh, person who held this contest rented the place out. It's her place. And she decided to do this contest. Well, two jihadis from Arizona, that's the official narrative, is that two jihadis from Arizona came in. They pulled up at the outskirts of this facility. So the building was a bit away and it had a lot of land. And then there was like kind of the entrance to the parking lot. They pull out, pull up to this entrance. And there's a like cop car there. Now down up by the actual contest, there's a SWAT team and a lot of security. But out here on the perimeter is just a cop car with a Garland traffic cop in the car and a, a Garland school district security guard unarmed in the car so these two guys pull up in their car they still have like their suitcases in the car from arizona and according to the new york times they jumped out of the car with body armor and assault weapons and start firing they hit the unarmed security guard in the ankle and the traffic cop shoots them both dead within 15 seconds it's really a (laughs) a really fantastic story And, you know, I I would like to see the video of exactly how that went down, because I know that the government and the mainstream media and stuff will tweak facts. I have a lot of evidence of that to kind of support a narrative, leave out details they think um, there that might be bad for, I don't know what, security, national security. I don't know. But so it's a pretty fantastic story. And I thought it was kind of weird that Garland would host such a... um, you know, an event like that. They just don't seem that political. It's like a very kind of small uh, city outside of the Dallas area. And I just just seemed uncharacteristic to me from my years living around there. And so I, I discovered that it was held by a woman, Pamela Geller, who I recognized when I saw her, but she wasn't really on my radar, who uh, co-founded a, a group called the Stop Islamization of America, also called America American Freedom Defense Initiative. And she said this was a free speech event. And like I said, I am 100% a defender of the First Amendment. I mean, 100%. In my extreme libertarian world, there isn't even a mechanism to stop somebody from saying what they want on their own property or property they rent. Nothing. I mean, I I could not uh, send force into that situation uh, according to my principles. Under any circumstances, I can only use force if somebody is about to use force against me. It's called the non-aggression principle. Libertarians are familiar with it. And uh, and it's basically the foundation of justice, I would say. Uh, Self-defense has to be truly defensive. So she absolutely has her right uh, to do that. But I don't think she's honest about... Uh, her claims that this is all about the uh, First Amendment because I discovered that she was the one and her organization who led the charge against building a mosque near Ground Zero in New York City. So she, so, and here was the problem because that particular incident really upset me, like upset me a lot, probably more than it upset her because. I was so aggravated that anyone would want to do that, would make an issue of that. Why would someone choose that location for a mosque? It's so hurtful. And and here's where it was extra 
uh, painful for me because I'm a libertarian. I defend the First Amendment no matter how distasteful it is. So I was in a position where I had to defend these guys' right to practice their religion and build whatever they want on their own private property. Uh, And I didn't like that. I just wish that they had used common sense and good taste and not uh, try to stop that, to build that in that place. But the, the pressure she brought on that group did reduce the building plan from like a 13-story mosque to a three-story museum, but it's still about Islam. And I just, I just, I defend their right, like I defend her right, but I do find it distasteful. So, and I also wonder what her real what her real story is, because she's not a a diehard defender of the First Amendment. I kind of smell a rat. She seems a little bit like a self-promoter. I don't know what's really going on. And it's possible that, uh, you know, I I don't know what's going on. But let me just say what worries me is this. This kind, this incident, this particular incident, is, is when I looked at my Facebook page and the emotion it garnered, the emotion it generated, really created a very emotionally charged, fearful, defensive atmosphere. This, at the same time that the USA Patriot Act is due to expire and is up for renewal, I mean, just automatically these guys assume that we should renew it, uh, M- May 31st, this month, the USA Patriot 14 years after 9-11, that thing is up for renewal And without an atmosphere of fear, we might have a chance to actually have a debate on this. But there really is no debate. Even the FBI chief said in this case, in the Garland, Texas case, you know, we we need more eyes. We could see them coming, but we didn't know what we were seeing or whatever. Just just making the case that this supports the surveillance apparatus. And because it's, uh, you know, supposedly ISIS in America and it's a domestic threat, there is this sense that. Uh, we now need, you know, domestic spying. So she's claiming that she is defending the First Amendment, yet I fear that that this uh, this incident will result in a, uh, a a very immediate and real diminishment or extension of the uh, attack on our rights, on really directly on our Bill of Rights that the USA Patriot Act. Rec- uh, um, represents and actually is. So there's a lot of, uh, you, you know, I can't help but feel that there might be an agenda at work here. And given that like 95% of terrorist arrests uh, by the FBI are sting operations where they already have relationships with these guys, that's reported both in the New York Times and Fox News. Uh, several times I've read that in those outlets. And one of these jihadists had a prior relationship with the FBI. He was on probation on terrorist charges, he never went to jail. You got to wonder if he worked with them. His friend worked with them. Uh, so I can't help but wonder if this isn't going to uh, actually circumvent or undermine our rights. Anyway, even though these guys were stopped, even though she got to do her contest, uh, are we worse off for it in the end anyway? 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. 81 degrees outside the studio, clouds in the sky, still a nine on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. We're talking about the Texas 
Garland, Texas attack on a um, cartoon drawing, Muhammad cartoon drawing contest. I'm going to go to AJ and coming. Hey, AJ, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, thanks for taking our call. Um, yeah, I've been incensed by all the news media. I've, a couple weeks ago, some scumbag convicted felon shot a cop, and I called WSB and all the local stations and said that I'd like to have someone do some kind of reporting on where these people are getting their weapons from. And it's not the first time I've called, but that's one of these guys in Texas was on probation. Where did they get AK-47? Where do you think? Do you have a theory? <laughs> I know where they got them. Where? Somebody's trunk. Off the street. Oh, right. Okay. So you don't see anything sinister. You just think that there are illegal guns and there nobody's doing anything to stop it and that, that we could actually stop this stuff if we controlled those guns? Well, I think the media is wanting to make it the guns sound bad, and I guarantee they didn't buy those guns legally because the system works. I'm, I, I'm a concealed carry holder, and I can go in and buy a gun with my permit, but if you're not, you're supposed to go through a background check. And they never report anything about, well, this gun was from a stolen break-in of a pawn shop. Or yeah, no, I mean, that is, that's true. But I didn't notice that there was a lot of PR about the guns on this on this case. I thought it was more about the free speech rights. But I think underneath it all, what it's really about is a, is a fear of not only radical Islam, but as, as this Pam Geller said, creeping Sharia. But I'm going to give you the three tenets of libertarianism and the solution they offer to this fear. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am the Libertarian on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And we talk about Libertarian topics, and so much can be uh, judged or assessed in light of Libertarian principles, which many of which you probably share because they are as close to the Founders' principles as we get. So I'm going to tell you how uh, I look at this issue the really bigger there are a couple of issues about uh surrounding the shooting in garland texas uh they an organization held a muhammad drawing contest and some a couple of jihadis came were stopped by police shot dead their car was actually blown up by the government so we'll never actually get an investigation or anything you just have to take their word for it of exactly what happened even though the story is a little um, it seems like there are some holes in the story, but we're probably not going to get the whole truth. But uh, so my number one concern about that whole thing is the USA Patriot Act is coming down the pipe this month. And before Edward Snowden, I think that we would have had some resistance to it. Believe it or not, I actually thought Edward Snowden, funny enough, was going to get us used to the idea of total surveillance all the time. And that when the USA Patriot Act came around for renewal, we really would not even we'd be sick of the topic and not even put up a fight. And I think that's what's happening. But that uh, atmosphere of openness to the USA Patriot Act, which is really uh, it violates the Constitution. 
that feeling, that atmosphere that's open to that is really heightened. It's really uh, made us soft to that. This this kind of these kind of fears, these kind of terror attacks really play in the favor, actually, of those who would want to undermine our system, our freedoms. So that's one problem that I have. But there is also this real fear of what Pam Geller calls creeping Sharia. And I want to address that also from a libertarian perspective. But I'm going to take a call first, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Michael in East Cobb. Hi, Michael. You're on with Monica. Let me see if I got you. About Sharia, you were talking about Sharia law and how it's creeping up in, in, in the United States. No one seems to be really uh, doing much about it. Or we're, we're very lax on the, the Muslim community and everything and the extremists. But, you know, in China, they're doing the exact opposite. What they're doing in China, in fact, I read yesterday, is uh, how, how the Sharia law starts to creep into society. It's first from the, uh, the mosques, and, and from there, uh, they start to implement subtle things like uh, growing out the beard, prohibition on alcohol, no cigarette, no tobacco use, all this kind of thing. So what they're doing in China now is where these radical Islamists and, and radical Islamists are starting to become a problem. They're actually forcing shopkeepers and restaurant owners they're forcing them to sell five different types of cigarettes. They're forcing them to serve alcohol. Otherwise, they're going to be closed. There's going to be uh, punitive action taken upon the owners of the restaurant. So in China, they're actually taking action to prevent this kind of a rise of this, these tentacles creeping up from, this, from, the, uh, from the Islam because they can see it's kind of a... Um, uh, uh, I, I don't want to speak negatively of, of the religion as a whole. You know, of course, I'm very tolerant. But they're, they're taking action to prevent the spread of kind of radicalized Islam. See, but I don't, I actually object to forcing a private person to do anything like that. I don't, I really defend your right to do whatever you want on your private property, including discriminate against people, uh, don't sell what you don't want to sell. I know that that's an extreme position, but that's how, that's how seriously I take defending people's personal rights and their, and their property rights. I would never condone that. Uh, so uh, let me get let me just address this libertarian issue a little more um, generally. So this is the thing. So I called my mom that I, whenever I like run into something like this, where, like I said, on my Facebook page, like people went crazy on me. And I really did not mean to provoke. I, I honestly like could have been somebody parachuting in from like another planet. I was just like, oh, this case raises some interesting questions. Uh, let me throw them out there. And. The emotional charge was so great that I could tell that I had struck a nerve. I didn't mean to, but I called my mom because I thought as a libertarian, you want to separate out what should be illegal and what should just be uh, kind of culturally, I don't know, you want to, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to restrict anybody's freedom of speech, but just like the guy who wanted to build the mosque at 9-11, just going out of your way to antagonize people, uh, I don't know, it seems like rude, but but I get it. If she wants to take a stand, she wants to take a stand. So I called my mother just to see where she came out on this because she's a very principled person. Uh, she has the libertarian tendencies, but she also watches Fox News constantly. So I asked her, and uh, and she said, what are you talking about? It's just a question of free speech, right or wrong. She has the right. That's it. Why are you even talking about it? Uh, and I 
I I felt like there there it was hard to have the conversation because she had an underlying uh, fear about what was the real problem here. So the real problem here is not not I don't think it's a fear of terrorists. I'm not actually I mean the the, the statistical likelihood of you being injured by a terrorist is really really small. But what I think the real fear is this idea of creeping Sharia or Sharia law being imposed and that uh, and that we cannot trust our government really to stop this kind of thing because they betray us. So we can't just rely on our principles to prevent uh, what would ultimately be a mixture of church and state. So Sharia law is where the actual legal government is uh, based on the moral law of uh, Islam. So I think that the underlying problem is that we cannot trust our government to defend our rights. And as a libertarian, I, I see how my three tenets on their own would prevent the real threat of Sharia law ever encroaching on our way of life. And this is what I'll tell you. Uh, on the, uh, my three tenets are fiscal conservatism, civil liberty, and, uh, and just wars, like war, uh, the non-aggression principle. If you start with the civil liberties question, if the government were truly trustworthy to defend the Constitution and our civil liberties and absolutely be certain not to legislate moral issues, and that comes from the left or the right. I mean, uh, China having a one-child policy is a moral, you know, it's a, it's a social legislation issue, just like it would be here to mandate that um, uh, employers provide birth control or forbid gay marriage. I mean, in my world, the government shouldn't even issue marriage licenses. That in itself is a social legislation. And, and it should, if, if it is at all, certainly you should not be at the federal level. So if we could count on our government to defend the separation of church and state and to defend free speech and all that, uh, to defend our right to privacy, all that kind of stuff, there would be no opportunity for Sharia law to take hold because it could not, it, would, it has to hijack the government or it isn't, it isn't a problem. It's the fact that our government is so easily hijacked that I think makes us so insecure. So that's the first tenet is the civil liberties. The second one is uh, fiscal conservatism. The reason Europe has such a growing problem with Muslims who are gaining political power and just don't have the same values as the, 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 the I'm not, not going to call it the liberal establishment, uh, but the classical liberal, you know, this idea of uh, civil rights and stuff like that. They don't have that sense. Why, why is that community growing and maintaining its own culture? Because welfare, the safety net, prevents people from having to assimilate. If they have to function economically in society, you have to dress a certain way, you have to speak a certain way, you have to have a certain level of hygiene, you just you have to be tolerant of other people. It is not possible to maintain a society totally outside your system if you can't support yourself economically. And that really has, in practice, been the key to uh, to the success of like the American melting pot in the early days before we began to have that problem, too. 
And then the third tenet is this idea of you have to have, uh, uh, you cannot have a war of aggression, only a defensive war, a war where somebody's actually attacking you. Are you allowed to resort to arms? So when we blow up a place like Libya, who posed no threat to us whatsoever, and as a matter of fact, Gaddafi offered to abdicate before we dropped the first bomb, when we flatten a place like that or uh, try to overthrow the secular government of Assad in Syria, we create this terrible refugee problem where all these people are trying to escape these countries. If you didn't make their countries a living hell, then they would stay there, or at least... More of them would stay there. So these are, when you start violating the tenets of minding your own business and defending your own rights, you can make these problems worse. And then you have to lose your rights to combat this thing that is now within you. And then the the bottom line with libertarianism, though, just like our founders said, is that you have to have basic morality, common sense, deal with the consequences of your actions. Uh, libertarians uh, don't advocate a lot of drug use and promiscuity and laziness because in a society where uh, it's a completely free society, people aren't going to support you if you have those bad habits. You're not going to be able to support yourself. So the consequences keep people in line. It's a good system, and it would, if we were really staunch about defending our rights, I think we would have fewer problems. That's my Opinion, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Dalton and coming. Hi, Dalton. You're on with Monica. Monica? Yep. Mr. Raz? Yes. Oh, I don't know where to start. Uh-oh. Well, you got, give me, give me one thing in a nutshell, and then we'll go from there. Well, all your words are like beautiful flowers in a, in a meat grinder that make a beautiful sausage. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what that means. You're going to have to be a little more specific. Uh, I want to talk about your earlier point when you talked about Garland, Texas. Fine. I can't remember the lady's name. Pam Geller. Yes, and uh, freedom of speech versus Sharia law. Yep. Uh, and you made a point how a traffic cop took him down in 15 seconds. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. And that was two men. They were wearing body armor and had assault weapons. Yes, they were like those old California bank robbers that lasted 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, North Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this was an article I read in the New York Times. So this isn't, you know, I mean, if you think, if you believe that, that the New York Times has, like, the facts, that's that those were the facts. Well, that on the New York Times. I'm with you 100%, but it tends, people tend to be like, okay, she's not just making that stuff up. I'm giving you well, here's, a citation. Here's my larger point about yeah, what is it? creeping Sharia law. Yeah. Like, the younger Zarnaya brothers on trial in Boston right now, okay? Him and his, him and his older brother, that was two men, I was golfing in Ohio at a family reunion. They shut down Boston for three days. Yeah. This January, Charlie Ebdo, three men with a purpose. You know what? I don't have cable television, and Charlie Ebdo was live on my regular over the antenna television. I saw the sunset in Paris for two days. Three men shut down Paris for two days. Paris, France. So get to the point because I got to take a break. Garland. You know, I can guarantee you, um, 
Garland, Texas. Texas won't be shut down for two days, no matter who what's happening. <laughs> yeah, well, some people think that the government waits, the kind of Rahm Emanuel doctrine where you don't let a good crisis go to waste. They wait for something like uh, a terrorist attack in order to test out their new program, like martial law. So in France, Charlie Hebdo happened, and now France is getting its version of the USA Patriot Act, the French Patriot Act, whatever it's called, where they're going to implement surveillance and stuff that they would not otherwise uh, have been able to implement. So uh, give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Hi today, 87, clouds in the sky, still a nine on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And continue to stay tuned to WSB as that weather may change. We're talking about the liberty, uh, the attack on a Muhammad cartoon contest in Garland, Texas. And whether or not really it's a question of uh, free speech or what. I mean, I think there are a lot of underlying issues here. I think we could always just stick to our guns and defend the Constitution and get to where uh, we don't have to be afraid of outside forces. That if we just uh, hang tight, hang tough, we can take care of, uh, we can take a defensive attitude just by staunchly defending our rights. But what I'm afraid of is that we use our fears that result from this stuff because of our government's failures, I think, uh, to defend our rights in the first place, to allow them to encroach even more on them. I mean, the topic that is going to be top of mind for me for the next couple of weeks is the USA Patriot Act, which we're probably going to swallow with... uh, with a whimper. Anyway, I want to get into, I've got uh, some great calls coming up. Alan says that the Muslims are having a crisis in their religion, and I have some comments uh, about that. I have my own view. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm also going to talk about free speech in many cases is restricted, and, and in political cases, which I think is the worst time to restrict them. And I don't restrict it at all as a libertarian. I'm going to tell you those cases, and I want to know if you think free speech should be absolute, no restrictions whatsoever. Give me a call or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.